rock a bar, baby. out on all that gold mm-hmm. you know yeah. titanic orgies yeah. and um billy zane billy zane deep deep dive t- oh, discussions yeah, yeah I'm, i'd just be like oh it's the phantom that's what i'd do if i saw him yeah sorry it's phantom. yeah <laughs> I, yeah i i think it's, it's i think is just got it stuck in my listen to your friend billy zane he's a cool guy <laughs> <laughs> He is a cool. I hope. I hope he's a cool guy. It seems cool. I think he like, uh, just seems like a guy who like is just chill and like I don't know. I don't know. He he has such a wild career because he did that like he directed that like insane um, uh, what's the name of it? The um, it's like they made it on Amazon. It's kind of like a Lord of the Rings type thing. The Robert mm. Jordan or whatever. Oh, it's like the Ring of Power, Wheel of Time. He directed like a oh. Wheel of Time movie uh, that was released on sci-fi on sci-fi at two in the morning. It was made just so they could like that company or that um, that production company could keep the rights to like Wheel of Time, and it is wow. like one of the worst. It's so crazy. It's like amazing. Yeah, and I get this. He's he's like he's a pristine example, Patrick, of those like um, <sighs> the handsome dude who might not have like the chops but hollywood's like he's handsome we'll keep putting him in things you know no matter what and maybe he'll stick you know like our blade trinity episode where we talked they gave ryan reynolds 10 years <laughs> to stick yeah that is true <laughs> and um you know B- B- billy he might you know he just hasn't gotten his deadpool yet mm-hmm. One you of know these days. one, one of, of these days. days he's gonna be cracking wise and just being so funny mm-hmm. like deadpool is just so funny. he always has yeah. a comment yeah. uh, he doesn't belong there when like knife hits <laughs> yeah. him in the groin almost or something the bullets are flying over his head he's like wait more bullets yeah. i hate bullets <laughs> <laughs> that is um i mean like you know you think about the great joke writers in the history of Hollywood and just comedy in general. It's Mort Saul. Mort Saul and George Carlin and mm-hmm. the, the dudes who wrote Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, the, that's the big four. That's, uh... that's, that's the big four, you know, however many people wrote Deadpool. We don't sure, know yeah, how the, many. The big 20, be. yeah. The 27 <laughs> joke writers for Deadpool. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, I'm sure, walked in and goes, none of these are funny. I'm going to make it up myself. Good. Mm-hmm. Good job. You know, funny, funny guy. Mm-hmm. funny guy hello and welcome to the award-winning podcast the academy academy the show that discovers the absolute undeniable and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career i'm don saunderson i'm patrick Tremion. i went trailer voice there patrick yeah. because this is the this is the we're going to be deciding the finals today so i need to add a little gravity this is the return Ooh. of the king 
episode and much like return of the king will have eight endings to this to yes. this episode well, at some point uh, the eagles of Wyir will i guess from our podcasting feed but we, we're all gonna end up um on a giant bed uh in a pillow fight because we won <laughs> there what a great way what, what a great way to end the movie it's like and then they rejoiced yeah, <laughs> like, these fun little guys had a pillow fight good for them that, that is always like my dream for a movie is just for them to say the title of the movie man that lord of the rings is really hard i could <laughs> i could take a load off now yeah i always thought that the end of game of thrones was gonna end um with peter dinklage looking at the camera and just going man that was one hell of a game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> I would have been so satisfying. Really, it was a Star Wars. Yeah, that was really <laughs> worth some Star Wars. <laughs> I really like the uh, the ending of the movie, not only with the song about the movie, but with the title character like summing up the movie by using the title of the movie in the sentence. Oh, for sure. Wait, what? What passenger were you? Passenger fifty-seven. Boy, there are a lot of cities out there, but that one really was a new Jack City. (laughs) Yeah, this league, it's a major league. Yeah, yeah. Boy, Robert De Niro is one of many, but he truly was the fan. (laughs) (laughs) Fan. Fade to black. And it's like, and some people are like, "Who's?" Oh, sorry, you didn't. No, you can go ahead. Oh, okay, cool. I was like, "Who's this actor who keeps showing up in the end?" Like, it's all the same actor. Yeah. 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 Oliver Platt. Yes. Yeah. Working in the movie. Oliver Platt's new job: movie sum upper. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Well, we have a wonderful guest today. We've already heard from her. Um, Back. Uh, three-time champion Becky Feldman is back on the show. Welcome to the show, Becky. We're so happy to have you for the uh, to decide who's going out of the finals once again. Oh my God, I'm so glad to be here in a world. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing. We have you and Nick on for the semifinals every season. Mm-hmm. And so we have all this like work and we do all this stuff trying to figure out what these movies are. It really has become 10 to 4 people <laughs> every single time out. <laughs> like it doesn't really matter. Just have the four of us on. <laughs> great, great. But um back again, Wesley Snipes. We got a big week. Uh two movies that um have done quite well mm-hmm. in the tournament. I don't believe New Jack City has lost a point yet. Um, hard to. I don't. I think passenger. Fe- no passenger. Fe- you voted for correctly. Voted for Jungle Fever. Yeah, um, for Jungle Fever. I I go to sleep every night regretting that. <laughs> um, on that note, <laughs> you're gonna go down in history if I ever get a Wikipedia page. Was the guy who mistake who did who 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 underestimated Jungle Fever. <laughs> Oh no! I don't want to have that little uh, subsection on your Wikipedia. I know it's yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Donald. <laughs> Did nothing else other than like slightly underrated jungle fever. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing else on this Wikipedia page. This should be deleted. <laughs> in classic Academy Academy fashion, the very next episode he apologized for on a 15-minute monologue, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> he backtracked, but, but no, um, 
we are on the way after six months. We're going to finally have a decision soon on this Wesley Snipes tournament for the ages. Would you call it a tournament for the ages, Patrick? Yeah, this has been uh, this has been just a, an epic scope tournament. It's, I feel like was this is this one the longest one we've done so far? It I think feels, this is the longest one. Yeah, we've done so far. It feels, yeah. Although, yeah. man, I'll say a testament to the strength of these movies. Uh, I did not feel the pain watching these movies. I felt watching uh, last week's uh, like I'm, the snipes. The snipes uh, fatigue kind of wore off a bit. So I I did my wife's podcast. Everything is scary last mm-hmm. week. Uh, check it out. It's going to be a very fun episode. She did not want to watch the movie, so they brought me in to <laughs> sub to test it out because oh, it was yeah. gross. Because it was gross, the sadness. Um, and they were like, "You got anything to plug?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we're doing this Wesley Snipes season." Last week we did. I forgot the names of both U.S. Marshals and The Art of War. Uh, <laughs> I totally forgot. That, that was, was how. Like- um, in one ear, out the other. Yeah, those no. movies really were. Those movies like, just like uh, just wipe off your brain, like they just they don't adhere, they just, they don't stick. Yeah, and it really has me thinking about you know we we talk about it a lot, but especially like movies like Passenger Fifty Seven. It's like oh yeah, it's so much better in the nineties. They had so much fun with these movies and stuff like that. But by the end of the nineties, those movies were kind of running on fumes. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> the the classic era of the nineties and late eighties action movie was over. By 99, 2000. And I can see why we've kind of seen that style slip to direct to video. Yeah. Which might, might be a spoiler for next week's episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Get ready. Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> before, he, before he's launched his comeback, Wesley was in the woods for a while. We know that. <laughs> we are going into those woods. Those woods are and we're, scary. <laughs> oh, some of the scary. You, you ever see that movie, The Witch? Scarier than that. Scarier oh. woods than that oh, movie. No. The so just bad. get the woods are bad. <laughs> the woods are bad. I don't know. <laughs> the woods are, yeah, we, we don't we don't go camp. We're not the outdoorsy type on the academy. Academy. <laughs> we're from Hollyweird. Yeah. You know we we you know we're uh, industry players. I don't want to get bitten by a brown recluse spider. All right, real quick before we get into it here. Bitten by a brown recluse spider. Many times. No, I was like. <laughs> As a kid, to this day, like any like anytime anyone's like, "Hey, go, can you like?" I'll be at my parents' house. They've got like a shed in the backyard for like fertilizer and stuff like that, or whatever. And I'll be like, "Hey, can you go grab like the lawnmower out of the shed?" I'm like, "No, there's one thousand percent of brown recluse in there that's going to kill me in our backyard." For sure. I yeah, uh, irrational fear, but um, they suck. My grandpa was bit by one. Very, very. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, I think he just got like a big scar or something. Yeah, I think. Did he have to suck out the poison? Maybe I don't know. Like, are they like lethal? I thought so. I thought it was like an instant. Like you're done. Oh, I well, I think Black Widow is. I don't know. Maybe Brian Radcliffe was like that too. Maybe I could be wrong. Stay away from nature. Stay away from nature. Also, stay away from nature. Bottom line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never go outside. Also, yeah. I'll touch base with my grandpa. Maybe this is a grandpa gate situation. Maybe. <gasps> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> grandpa oh. might be telling tall tales. Later tonight, Tucker goes on the air <laughs> with this big thing about your grandpa. Oh <laughs> uh, no, no, sir. I, I won't. No, thank no, you. No. But no, um, no. get away you from know, my grandfather, sir. <laughs> away, getting away from spiders because mm. both these films 
mostly in the city, except for one very, very strange passage at Passenger 57, mm-hmm. in which he runs into the the cops chasing Smokey and the bandit. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but before we get into our two movies, Becky, we got to know, mm-hmm. what is your Snipes saga? Oh, I'm so glad you <laughs> you have the saga. I think um, first it starts off with, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like the, you know, I've, I guess I have two Store. One, I'm happy that we're, we're promoting him because I do, I want him to have the comeback he deserves. Oh, yeah. Um, number one. Um, when I was on vacation in, uh, oh, I, I don't remember, it was like 1995 or something, um, or whenever U.S. Marshals came out, because this is a U.S. Marshals story. Um, when, like, we would go to hotels and, like, my brother and I always like, you know how remember in hotels you used to be able to like rent movies, but oh, you yeah. have to like pay more. And um this this vacation, um, we brought our grandmother, my bubby, with us. And so I think like, you know, they the parent my parents like went out, just the two of them, and our bubby was watching us and I my brother and I like got her to rent US Marshals for us. And like <laughs> we were like oh my God, our parents would never, our parents would yeah. never have done that. But like, we got Bubby. She watched it with us too. Like, and like, I don't know, like if how she liked it, but like, she might've fallen asleep. But like, we, I, we just felt, I remember, I can't speak for my brother, but I just remember feeling like sometimes guardians say yes to things. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, I feel like, cause like, I think like my, grandparents let me watch like uh I had like a similar thing where like my grandparents let me watch Gladiator mm-hmm. they had it they had like they had direct tv and I remember being like oh my parents would never let me watch this this is R-rated and then mm-hmm. like 15 minutes into it I fall asleep just oh, no total, oh. total waste total waste I was like no got got to the part where they made it back to the farm basically and oh. mm-hmm. That was that. You didn't even see him fight tigers. I know. A tragedy. Tragedy. Yeah, I remember the one my grandpa was watching me. And, and he's like, Oh, we can watch a pay-per-view. And I was like, have you heard of this movie Mall Rats? Mm-hmm. That was that was my that was my that That's was right. my choice because it was a new release at that time. And I was like, Yeah, and my grandpa was like, This movie's bullshit. And he like left the room. He's like, I don't. Yeah, no, thank you. And I was like, oh. I am so happy I'm taping this on VHS because I'm going to watch this a thousand times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the, that was my that was a uh, 13 year old Don's um, review of the film Walrats. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, if it's on VHS, you know it's a good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I you used to go to Costco bad. and buy all the blank, mm-hmm. like a big like case of the blank ones, so I could tape everything. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. how we watched a lot of movies because my parents, you know, I love my parents, you know, but like w- m- the majority of like the movies we watched growing up, we were always um, fast forwarding through Chia Pet commercials. Like yeah. we never, like, I don't think I've ever seen a movie when I was younger, except for maybe like a Disney movie where like we didn't have to be like, fast forward. No, it's too far. Go back. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I have the exact, I watched Tremors the other day mm-hmm. and I was pointing out to my wife where the commercial breaks were yeah, <laughs> from the tape because my brother and I watched our Tremors off taped off TV mm-hmm. so many times as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's so funny. Like, same thing happened with Three Men and a Baby. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that was how I didn't know when we watched it a couple years, like last year, that they had that entire heroin subplot. <laughs> 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 oh, no. I was like, wait, wait, I don't remember. I don't remember antics with the baby. I don't remember. We, <laughs> we had a um, drug deal. Superman, like we watched my parents taped Superman, Christopher Reeve, Superman, and um the scene where um Lois Lane interviews um Superman for the first time he's like on her balcony and um I think like it was edited because this was on like ABC at 11:35 our parents ta- p.m. our parents taped it and um watch it re-watching it later I'm like they edited so much out of that scene because it is incredibly like sexy and wrong like there's like a raunchiness to it that I was like you know maybe for the times like you know whatever it's probably not that bad but she's like how big are you I mean how uh, tall are you you know what I mean and I like all of that was like edited out and I like didn't I think and I like did not remember like just how like like there was the, the, all of the sexual tension in that scene it was wild that's the uh, total like magic the kids today will not get is that the two like I call it like the two movie situation there's the kid you watch as a there's a movie that you watch as a kid mm-hmm. and then there's the version you saw as an adult and mine was like always like we had Ghostbusters taped off of TV yeah, same here. so yeah, like yeah. all of Bill Murray's raunchier jokes mm-hmm. are were never in that version so when I watched it when I got it on DVD as an adult I was like, well, there's some really funny stuff in here that I did not know about at all. Uh-huh. I got a brand yeah. new Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. It is very exciting like, yeah. to be like, oh, okay, yeah. this And it's always better. Like, it always makes the movie better. Like, it's never like, what? And then yeah. you're, you're, it's like so pleasant. It's such a pleasant surprise when that happens. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely awesome. So kids, sorry. You just get the real version of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess watch- maybe on airplanes, there's an edited version, but maybe yeah, it's on true. airplanes anymore. You know? yeah, I mean, we've been collecting videos, though, over here since my wife got me a VCR. And um, Ooh. we've been watching like some of them. And it's, it's so funny. It's like, man, I cannot believe we just all watched this and thought it was like, fine the quality is so bad mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything looks like just garbage. And you're just like, I watch this all the time. And it was like, perfectly fine and totally acceptable to me i'm like my my blu-ray um like living with blu-ray and hd now has spoiled me mm-hmm. completely from the, the, the trash that we watched of even good movies back then but mm-hmm. uh, did you have another snipe saga story? um yeah i mean i remember like um you know being in high school and like trying to you know being maybe like a freshman or sophomore and like trying to be in theater crowd you know and um so my I think my favorite Wesley Snipes movie do not know if it holds up I want to ask you guys but to Wong Fu thanks for everything um I like that I watched with like a group of theater friends and it was just like cool I'm in the crowd now we're in (laughs) someone's basement watching this movie um so I mean I guess like my Wesley Snipes saga isn't saga-esque it's more of an emotional journey for me like the mm-hmm. action the action isn't intense but I would say it's more of a character journey for me uh. um so yeah it was just like these just moments in my life that Wesley was uh, there for <laughs> more more of a water dance than exactly. a demolition man exactly. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. Tu Wong Fu is very sweet it's okay. it's hard is in the right place mm-hmm. obviously there are some dated elements that are just oh, kind of yeah. kind of impossible to um avoid mm-hmm. but overall it is surprisingly 
sincere and oh, never good. never okay. makes never makes fun of its characters. There aren't any like yeah, they could go the for- homophobia is revert is reserved for the villains. Yeah, cool. And- that, that that makes me feel better because I was like, oh, it's gonna be such because I wanted, you know, I was like gonna ask you, I was like, oh, it doesn't hold up. Oh, that's <laughs> a disappointment, but yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's like yeah, hundred percent watchable today for the most okay. for the most part. Yeah, ninety mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like an occasional weird joke that doesn't land anymore, but uh. Yeah. Also, and like we've said a million times in the past, they do such a good job of painting a guy as a bad as a villain by making his primary trait hate spice. Mm. What an incredible, just an incredible way to just point out someone's evil. Is there like when they get angry that there's a hint of like cardamom or salt? In there. Yeah, like um, yeah, instead of like a wry mustache, it's just like you've got bad taste in food. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's what I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I don't trust you. Yeah, I don't yeah, trust no. you at all. Even worse. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was like the Trump's uh, hamburger parties at the at the White House. Like, you can't trust him because it's like this guy's literally putting out Wendy's on a silver platter. That is <laughs> insane. Oh man, that what photo of him with his arms out over all the food and oh, all the platters and stuff. That is like somebody called it, but I'm like they're right. It's out of a Kubrick movie. It's like that evil. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it just is like the most like gaudy, gross thing. It's like and this isn't anything against McDonald's. It's all one hundred percent against Donald Trump. Like if Obama were doing that, I'd be like, cool. That would have like... it would be like really funny if yeah. Obama did yes. that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But in a different kind of funny, because it's actually like my sixth sense of humor has me laughing at that photo of Trump mm-hmm. too. Because right, I do find yeah. that very funny and like but well, in a different is, different kind yeah. of humor. It's just an insane, yeah. yeah, just a nexus of insanity. It's like, like this is America. Like this, one hundred percent. This picture right here is America. Yeah, this, <laughs> this 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 wet guy trying to hide his gut mm-hmm. in yeah. a bad suit. You uh, know, yeah, I guess at the, the end of the day, the stuff imaginable. At the, end of, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, America is a wet hamburger party. Yep, I agree with you. Yeah, that's that's the direction. Okay, that was politics mm-hmm. yeah. for this episode. <laughs> 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 Although uh, New Jack City quite political, we'll get into that mm-hmm. in just a moment here. But like, wait, let's get into it. Actually, New Jack City is up first from 1991, American crime thriller, um, directed by Mario Van Peebles, screenplay by Thomas Lee Wright and Barry Michael Cooper, starring, as we all know, a pretty damn good cast. We got Wesley Snipes, Ice T, as Scotty Appleton. My favorite character name ever. Um, <laughs> Alan Payne, Chris Rock, Judd Nelson, Mario Van Peebles, Bill Nunn. Um, big shout out to Vanessa Estelle Williams as Keisha, the female gang member of the CMB, who is badass. Mm-hmm. A bunch of cameos, including Flava Flav. This movie was budgeted at a cool $8 million. Made an even cooler $47.6 million at the box office. The film has a... Um, 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's um, not nominated for really anything. Um, 2019 announced, of course, they're rebooting it. <laughs> nothing, nothing, no word yet. But uh, if you have a property that someone somewhere likes, it's probably in development to be rebooted. Becky, had you seen New Jack City before? This was my first time seeing it. Now I had seen clips of it, um, you know, just like in things like about like Mary Van people's like directorial, you know, like background. And so I've seen that, but I've never watched it all the way through. Oh, and what, what are your initial thoughts to I mean, skim the surface? I, 
yeah, I will say I had recently finished the, the uh, series Dope Sick. And then oh, watching yeah. this movie, just the similarities between it of just like both these powerful men preying on the vulnerable, not caring about like anyone's addiction or, or crime or anything. And it's just like, it, just the similarities between like, okay, maybe like the drug epidemic is maybe different use, different types of drugs but it's still the same, just like mm-hmm. how, just like, I don't know. It was, it was a very, it was very powerful, powerful for me to watch, you know, and like very, like there was a jaw dropping element to it. Like I know Dope Sick and, and this movie, they're like presented in two different ways, but just the similarities were astounding to me. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like, I feel like both of those, um, these works of art, like kind of follow the same tack of, uh addressing how yeah people take advantage of blighted communities like mm-hmm. it's just totally yeah and it's it's so interesting watching um one thing I didn't realize watching this and maybe Don maybe you've noticed this and Becky probably noticed this from the go but uh uh I didn't realize that that like one like Corinthians line or whatever I can't believe like I've watched this movie four fucking times and I can't believe that I, I'd never noticed the Corinthians that like lied in the beginning and then like that's said like a million times throughout the entire piece that one like Corinthians 6 11 mm-hmm. um yeah which yeah just adds to the whole like I I feel like yeah the difference between dope sick and in this is like yeah this definitely has more of like a hell house element or a like a mm-hmm. like uh like there's like a sincerity to it where like half of it is like sincerity coming from this logical like you know reporter Barry Michael Cooper's probably inclusion like mm-hmm. coming from that like you know like drugs are a real problem and we're Ab- not really a- absolutely like man on the street has seen yeah has seen real stuff. things yeah. yeah and then the other half is totally like the devil is real and if you do drugs you'll be dragged in. like it's almost devil's advocate level it's not, not as arch not as arch but yeah like mm-hmm. but like yeah but it's like straight up especially when like like Wesley Snipes, his transform—he goes from like normal guy to like Nosferatu. Well, and- we mentioned it mm-hmm. in the last episode. The he wears red more and more and more as yeah. the movie progresses. Oh, I didn't even notice that. To literally, he to show that he is the devil. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and his mm-hmm. crazy candle house. Like he has a million. <laughs> it's so nuts. Does he have a guy? Is Dada Man doing all the candles for him before he goes to bed? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if he, does he have candle, candle candle guy. Yeah, candle well, he guy. just has a candle guy. Like I think yeah. that's that's how rich he seems to be. You know, he's like. <laughs> like this is like my top soldier this is a candle guy like. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so astonished though by every time i see it mario van people's just like swagger and yep. sincerity mm-hmm. as a director like mm-hmm. there's nothing he's a, he everything he does in the movie there's no there's no iron there's no irony right. in this movie at all which is really really fun to me mm-hmm. is like yeah. he believes in everything and he in it like patrick like what you're saying about barry michael cooper it's like there's the there's the like reporter aspect to the script and then there's just <laughs> mario van people's like i'm afraid of the devil yeah. i want good things for the world <laughs> showman side <laughs> yeah, I want yeah like this good. like barnstorming like pastor quality <laughs> to his directing yeah. stuff uh, but then there's like just like other like flourishes like 
like I just like I feel like this is like one of those movies you can watch and because like Mario Van Peebles like I you know seeing that like interview with him or whatever he's such an idiosyncratic dude that's led such a unique life yeah and like just like every choice like there's so many just wild choices that pop out here and there like I don't know like even every time every time they jump off a cliff and oh. make it it's just incredible they every time they have to jump off something it's like 10 stories every, every, <laughs> line, every line keisha says like the rockabye baby classic mm-hmm. uh the what was uh, what's the other one like step off gigantor like oh i love <laughs> i fucking love that line so good she's so vanessa williams fucking crushes it in this movie he has this style with the actors too or like i was i I so I, so I saw the new Cronenberg last night, The Crimes of the Future, and Kristen Stewart's doing some very, very interesting vocal choices in it and, like, physical choices. And people have been asking Cronenberg about it. He was like, yeah, that was all her. And he goes, you didn't direct that? He goes, no. And she came up to me. She goes, this is okay. He goes, I'll tell you if it's wrong. You just do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I get the idea in New Jack City. It's like, more of it, people just came up to Ice-T. It's like, yeah, just do your thing, Ice. Like, be Ice-T. And here. I- <laughs> And he rules. He rules. So I love it's just Scotty watching that moment again where he's like, My dick is so hard. I want oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. The, look like... on his, the look on his face is so crazy. I love I know I, I say this every episode, but like mm-hmm. it is just like that moment. And then like when they finally take the gun away, it does look like he just like he nutted. It looks like he just it does look like it's like it's like pain and like it's almost like something Hellraiser-esque. It's insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, it's such a, like, specific movie. Like, yes! only, yeah. it was just so mm-hmm. cool about it. Like, for better or worse, these are the choices Mario Van Peebles has made mm-hmm. in this movie, top to bottom. It doesn't yeah. feel like there's any um, executive oversight to clean it up or anything like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I mean, like, I, I'm... I mean, I'm sure you talk about it more, but like, there's just that black exploitation. I don't know if that word is used anymore, but like, just yeah, it's... to his directing, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and just like there was, just that level. There's a there's a level of commitment, I think, to to those films, to his films, and like, it's just like, what genre is this? But it doesn't matter. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's just like this story about like just this corrupt. Um, like corrupt community this corrupt man who's just becoming like his downfall um and like yeah it doesn't matter how it's executed that story could be directed by any like it it would be different if it was directed by like Cronenberg but like Mm -hmm. this was directed by Mario Van Peebles and so it was like yep there's there's his commitment there's his mark on it so we've noticed from um a lot of the, the, the best of the Snipes films, because on the other side of the bracket with like White Men Can't Jump, mm-hmm. there's this like specific choices being made by the filmmaker mm-hmm. and the performers are totally on board with yeah. these choices. And it's just like, it's so singular. And that makes you feel, because like all of these movies are being developed for reboots. They're going to like, these versions are going to be so bland. I know. Comparably. Like, yeah, like I feel like the, like if they do a reboot of this, like, not that I don't love The Wire, but like, mm-hmm. is this going to be kind of, um, how do I, put, like more like grittier, sadder, doesn't yeah. have like that kind of like 
pop style. You yeah. Know? And, and granted, I think it could be good. I'm not, don't get me wrong, no, but totally. like there is just like something about it that's like, oh, okay. Like it is this going to be just very, very grim, you know? Yeah. I think it's like what well, the one I always bring up, I've brought up many episodes, but the point break reboot yeah. mm-hmm. misunderstanding what the magic of the real point like it mm-hmm. actually wasn't nobody really gave a shit about the bank robberies and trying yeah. to stop bank robbers it was no. about these this very unique specific relationship between these two men mm-hmm. it was kind of the reason why that movie has stayed in like the Connecticut style of the action but like mm-hmm. it's Swayze and Keanu yeah that's why mm-hmm. it is has nothing to do with surfing bank robbers yeah (laughs) like no one cares like no like i feel like that movie it was just like stunts 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 like and it's like okay but like you can not only can last so long you know yeah Yeah, and i i think even like on the larger scale it's like the tom cruise's recent project Mm there is a quality of like okay the storytelling slick this is really entertaining but there's like this new meta quality of the creator like hanging off of an airplane for mm-hmm. us he's like yeah. the only way his career is going to end is if he dies doing one of these stunts and he's I gonna mean, he's willing to die for us which is adds this element right. when you watch those movies you're like these feel more important than jurassic yeah. park five <laughs> like because mm-hmm. like this guy's willing to die for us yeah what a way to go yeah yeah dying for the first person to truly die for cinema mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. That's off to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, Thanks, don't, Thanks. don't, don't, yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because like you hear about like Jackie Chan, who's like, I've broken so yeah. many bones, but you never hear about broken bones. Like that, like has Tom Cruise, like it's the same. Yeah. I, he, he broke his foot on the last mission possible. Oh, okay, I know that. Right. But okay. like, he's also like trying to leap buildings at 56. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like I'm, deathly worried about my health and like tearing an Achilles at 39. I don't know right, how it yeah. feels. I don't know how it feels to be 56 hanging off of yeah. an airplane. <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of like, well, what supplements are you taking? I like know. what, like, oh. it is just like this weird celebrity thing of like, you, you see a celebrity in person and like, no matter who it is, even if it's someone who's like not known for being like athletic or, you know, empirically attractive, you're like, you're a beautiful person. Mm-hmm. You look young. Your skin is great. There it has to be some sort of like celebrity injection that you're getting to stay. There's one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You you have the, one of those um, Jupiter ascending pods. Last night at <laughs> last night I was telling Patrick last night at Crimes of the Future Vigo Mortensen was there. It was a real thrill. I did not, folks. I did not get a chance to ask him any Carlitos way mm-hmm. related questions about his performance. So I know we're all disappointed, but he was doing this like game where he was giving out Blu-ray copies of his movie. And when somebody got it right, he would like race up the stairs to hand them a copy of the Mm Blu-ray. He's like 62 now. He's taking those stairs better than me. Like he's like, you know, he's like, he's just like striding, like floating up the stairs. And Mm -hmm. it's like, man, not out of breath in any sense. (laughs) It was like, Vigo, you're like spry, man. (laughs) No, it's like, how do you do it? Like, it's just, it is remarkable. Like, I gotta gotta figure it out. I go, or I gotta be indoctrinated. I don't know what kind of level of soul trade you need to make to do it. But (laughs) at this point, as I'm getting older, I'm like, Maybe I'm up to sell myself this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be willing to co-star in a like, Eternals movie. 
for like nah for like 15 handsome years yeah yeah i think maybe i would think about it (laughs) you know like for people to come up to me when i'm 60 be like you look really young i'd be like did it i got the i got that celebrity serum oh serum patrick whistler Mm -hmm. do you think whistler from blade is behind um some of this i mean we saw wesley snipes at the academy awards he's pushing 60 and he was looking like he looked like he was 24. <laughs> I can, it is nuts that like, yeah, Wesley Snipes looks pretty much the same age that he's looked since fucking Wildcats. It's pretty, it's pretty bizarre. Uh, yeah, I can see it. He's, I can because, see- he's, because he's beautiful. He's got great genes yeah. too on top of that. Oh, for sure, I, yeah. I feel like celebrities are like redefining what 60 is these days. Does uh, it, you know what I mean? Like, I, oh, you know, God. watching like RuPaul is almost 60 and he, you know, oh, looks he looks the great. Yeah. Exact mm-hmm. same and like he's yeah. in shape and beautiful. Um, and like even like looking at like Jennifer Aniston, like that. I mean, yeah. I know she's probably not 60 yet, but when she is 60, like she's probably not going to look that much different. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's like, you know, I think like when you think like as kids, when you think of 60, you think of like old grandmas, but then like you see all these like really cool people from the eighties and nineties, like turning 60 and it's like, whoa, 60 is like the new 30. Like I, I can't know. wait till I'm 60. <laughs> well, it was like, I'll, I forget. I've seen a lot of like gory, crazy movies in theater the only and people talk about like people fainting mm-hmm. do that kind of thing the yeah. only time i've ever seen anyone close to fainting was opening night of once upon a time in hollywood when brad pitt took a shirt off Whoa. on top of that roof and everyone yeah. and everyone in the crowd was like oh my god this guy's 56 and he looks like this <laughs> like, it's it's incredible <laughs> yeah and like as i see the thing is that i almost fainted when um the the uh, people started coming in the apart the house yes um, that's true that's a more logical place to like, get a little so <laughs> i had i almost had a panic attack because i was like because i went like opening weekend to the to the arc light at yeah. center on the dome and i was like oh yeah is someone gonna just like be like Manson forever and like ruin the movie for us you know what i mean yeah. and it's just like but they, that didn't happen we all I, enjoyed I, it but, I, yeah. saw, I saw the um one time, time at hollywood at the uh, cinema at the arc at the um arc light cinema on them cinema or whatever <laughs> and uh halfway through the movie our um film like the film uh cut off or whatever oh no oh no and like it was so funny because we were watching like on 35 millimeter or whatever and uh a guy comes out and they're like, okay, guys, uh, we can start the movie again, but it's going to be in digital. And everyone fucking booed. And people were, <laughs> and, like, people were throwing shit at this. It was insane. Oh, it wow. was kind of, well, I think part of it too was it was like Thursday at like one in the morning. It was like the last like showing. So these yeah. were like, these were like the hardcore lunatics. So it was like, it was very, it was very funny seeing like a reaction, like almost like a Simpsons joke kind of reaction to this guy being like please just watch the digital i'm sorry we did yeah they should have known like the people are here at 1 a.m who are you know just gonna yeah i've seen it in the theater an ungodly amount of times and Mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever seen it digital i think about i think i've seen a film every single time oh yeah as it should be yeah um but back to new jack city after that Mm -hmm. digression was he snipes in this film he's phenomenal Mm -hmm. i think um the more I see this, I think this one's going to be tough to beat yeah. just in general in this tournament. It's yeah, such a def- awesome mm-hmm. villain role. Yeah. It's, you know, it's his, it's his Scarface without the ridiculous 
strutting an accent. <laughs> yeah, there was like something like very grounded, like in, mm-hmm. you know, in the final scene when, you know, he's betrayed and, you know, literal tears going down his face. Like we've never seen like, um, you know, Michael Corleone, like, you know, yeah. do that kind of thing. Just to see him just get vulnerable was like very powerful for me. I think that I, I really think each time that too, that there's something between G money and Nino that goes beyond just like buddies in a gang. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I think that there's some. Um, well, they're brothers. They, you the, know, my brother's keeper. Yeah. On the, well, I think there's a, there's, there's a homoerotic quality to it oh, yeah, too so. yeah, as well. I, mean, yeah, um, I didn't see that, but I can see, I can see why. But yeah. I think I, 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 maybe that's just, you know, me in my way watching this movie many times i feel like there are there are movies um, i've seen where i'm like these two are into each other right yeah (laughs) you know what i mean well i think i ship these two (laughs) oh yeah we ship g money and uh Mm -hmm. i I, see i ship uh scotty appleton and uh what's what's the uh peretti What's the Nick Peretti? Oh, yeah. best fr- best friends. Oh, oh God, I love Peretti's reaction to when uh, Wesley snipes when Nino Brown gets killed. He just kind of like does that weird smile. I know. <laughs> Judd Nelson is so fucking funny in this movie, he's and so he's so <laughs> he rules so hard. And he's like, there's been many movie cops we have met over the course of the Academy Academy. I kind of think Nick Peretti is the closest to like the real thing. Yeah, he is like an unhinged. Yeah, yeah he's freak like, yeah. who would like yeah shoots bullets into a smiley face on a yeah wing. who's kind of there just to cause trouble. Yeah, it's like you're a horrifying man. Yeah, yeah. You I'm glad you. Yeah, you need to be a cop. Yeah, you need to. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like awful goatee and just like mm-hmm. a bad haircut and just like constant cigarettes and not even lighting them. You know what I mean? Just like cigarette. He's just sticking in a cigarette in his mouth, being like, "I'm about to light it." But... Yeah. Not yeah, yet. and he's not not like, yeah. It, he's just he's very very funny. <laughs> I, I love I love everybody in this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. we gotta get real quick to the um because we talk about each time out the uh, Pookie subplot. Mm-hmm. What oh, is yeah, the, the ballad of Pookie? The ballad of Pookie, where it's like we're gonna walk away from this movie for just a bit to watch him go into recovery and real mm-hmm. have have some real victories and in, in recovery. Yeah. We're gonna one hundred percent do that. That's what rules about this movie, though, because like nowadays, if you were to make that movie, an executive we would be like, "Get the pokey subplot out of here! What the yeah. fuck are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. this is such a weird." What's such a Mario Van Peebles thing? Because his this movie's so sincere. Yeah. And it's so like, it's doing battle between like a fun Scarfacey gangster movie and like Mario Van Peebles' very real melodramatic morality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he, he, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Me too. I, I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's a I great think, combination. I agree. Like, I, I feel like there, you know, in so many other, you know, and I, it, there could be some, but I'm not thinking of, but like in mob movies where there is like drug running, like you never see the um effects of what this is doing to people, yeah. and um to see, you know, you're so proud of Chris Rock when he, you know, like goes through the recovery and then becomes an informant. And it's just like finding his, you know, new, new, new calling. And then fuck man, when he goes back to that, no. it, that it's, scene, it's devastating. scene of him, is he wearing like an American flag shirt? Yeah. When he's yeah. like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Mario Van Peoples would not miss a moment to yeah. hit, hit the nail yeah, on the head. Totally <laughs> yeah. Sir. But it, you know what it reminds me of actually is the early Warner Brothers gangster movies when there was like the production code. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so like the James oh, Cagney ones, and the Edward yeah. G. Robinson ones. Mm-hmm. So they have like all like the fun yeah. gangster stuff, but you had to have a moral conclusion mm-hmm. to them, and you had to condemn the crime that was on screen in okay. a very like exactly. uh, in a very like clear like way. You couldn't let bad guys get away with it, and it had to be like so turn into these like morality plays basically mm-hmm. with like a movie like public enemy or little caesar or something like that mm-hmm. or even the original scarface and that's certainly the like there's touches of that tone yeah. in here it's so funny because like in you know, my host the romance novel podcast and it's mob romance is a very big genre right now uh-huh. and it's like holy shit like you know romance you know is kind of like this for a lot of people is this escapism this getaway but like people are like kind of go like exploring like what makes a male hero and there's like monsters and bullies and so now mob romance is a thing and so I was like okay I gotta read one and um it was actually a lot of fun because like they really do go that route where it's like it's like imagine someone like me dating a mob boss and falling in love with him and so there was like this disconnect between it that I was like okay good we don't need to know about like human trafficking or like drug running or anything like that Uh no and it was like like there there are and it was almost like um there's a pretty woman aspect to it because like these mob people have so much money. Like in this one, I just read like, you know, this after the first date, she has like this bank account set up with like $10 million in it. And they're like, you can buy anything you want, baby. And she's like, cool. (laughs) There is something like, so, so it is like weird to kind of, at least my, my world to kind of see like this, like, I don't want to say like, this world idolized but just seeing this world through like this almost like you know um it's it's science fiction in a way it's very Mm -hmm. fantasy in a way of just like kind of back to like idolizing and then fantasizing about the mob but in like a highly sexual way (laughs) what's like um the entire movie's from or the entire book is from Karen from Goodfellas mm-hmm, exactly. point of view. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that is like, it's very interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, oh yeah. Cause like, yeah. Like I recently also rewatched the Sopranos and like, you know, I'm thinking like Carmel is a piece of shit. Like, you know, like yeah. I, I feel like, you know, she is. And then like, so I was like curious about these mob romances. And then I realized, oh Jesus Christ, this is a different genre altogether. <laughs> it's not the Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like one of my, the, my favorite parts in Goodfellas, my wife and I talk about it all the time is like she does that entire monologue ripping into everyone all the mob wives and their mm-hmm. bad hair and their bad tastes and the very yeah. next scene she's dressed like them mm-hmm. like they don't even like address they just have her dressed like them it's like oh she's gone hook line and sinker yeah. she's just part of that part mm-hmm. of it now and it's another reason why that that's a boy talk up two straight white dudes hosting the podcast talking about how good goodfellas is what a yeah, um could you imagine what a novel like you've never heard that before in the world of podcasting <laughs> Ain't bad. hey and wow. how about heat yeah. <laughs> the last episode of six feet under should we like move on to that or <laughs> I, I, I cried oh so cried, cried yeah. yeah cried in a big yeah. big way yeah. i was like mm, should have been seven feet under Fair point. Yeah. Not enough feet. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Boy, we got a regular Richard Brody here from yeah. the, the New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> Comment like that. A regular Armand White. Armand White. Great. <laughs> yeah. Go take it even further. Uh, but do we have know. any final um, thoughts on New Jack City before we move on to our next film? It's great. I think we all like it a lot. Yeah. 
Uh, Snipes is yeah, Snipes is incredible in it. Yeah, and I love like just to say one more thing about that crying scene. Like yeah, like him crying and like shedding away the last thing that makes him a human yeah. being in that scene yeah. is yeah, it's a well crafted movie. Yeah, it is really well crafted. And folks, it's a hundred minutes long. You can do it in a hundred minutes. So you don't have to. You don't need two hours and 40 minutes. I just want to say I watched both movies yesterday and it was like, great, you know, yeah. like one in the morning, one in the evening. Yeah. And it was it's awesome. a breath of fresh air. They're breezy yeah. movies. No, no iron ladies. No, yeah. uh, no, uh, uh, out of uh, Africa. Yeah. No, out of Africa. Yeah. No, no Godfather part twos as much as mm-hmm. I like that movie. Uh, just, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it rules, but does it rule as much only one year later? I mean, the early 90s were coming up snipes yeah. in a big, big way. We're, of course, talking about 1992's action, American action thriller, Passenger 57, directed by Kevin Hooks. Screenplay by David Lowry and um, Dan Gordon. Story by Stuart Rayfill and Dan Gordon. Starring Wesley Snipes. Bruce Payne, Academy Academy favorite. Um, Tom Sizemore, another Academy Academy favorite. <laughs> We've got um, Alex Datcher. We've got Bruce Greenwood, Robert Hooks, the director's father. Um, Elizabeth Hurley, Michael Horse from Twin Peaks, Ernie Lively, can't forget him. This one was budgeted at a easy breezy $15 million, made $66 million at the box office. Wouldn't it have been cool if it made fifty-seven million at the Ooh, box office? If only, if oh. only, <laughs> if only. Seven's the number. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, film has a twenty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think any of these tomatoes are having much fun because they didn't know what they had going into a movie that's only eighty-four minutes long, which is kicking ass all the way through. Um, obviously, this is the film. That launched his career as an action star, Money Train, Drop Zone, Demolition Man, Art of War, Blade Trilogy, soon to follow. Becky, uh, had you seen Passenger 57 before? You know, this was my first time watching it, which I am ashamed of because <laughs> I uh, I should have seen this movie <laughs> yeah. way earlier in my life. <laughs> oh, this is goofy fun. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you did, it sounds like you enjoyed it. You know, it's one of those movies where I'm like, it started and I was like, because I had like, after I watched um, New Jack City, I had a bunch of things to do yesterday and I get home, it's like nine o'clock, the movie starts and I'm like, this is exactly what I need to be watching right now. Like, it's just your perfect, like standard hero's journey. You don't need to like, really like think about it. You got the crazy villain, you got him with his baggage in like, there's the woman, there's everything you need. And like, there's also in the end, I love how, like, I love movies where like all the people become friends in the end, like the people that you don't want to work with. And I was like thinking, I would love to see a sequel to this where it's just like a road trip with these guys, like not an action movie. It's like, you know, a road trip with these guys and they're just like all reuniting. Um, So yeah, I mean, it, I feel like if it's one of those movies where if you had a long week and it's like Friday night and you're just like so burnt out from the week and you just want to watch something so simple, perfect movie yeah i agree completely that's a what should be on the poster 
Yeah, this is yeah. a perfect yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you? Uh-huh. Is it Friday and you're tired? This yeah. will make you. This will. This will cheer you up. You just gotta watch this. It's like so. I find those things like I just find very like because uh, I was telling Patrick about this on my podcast. Like I, I find like action movies. There's something very comforting about them because you just just washes over you. You know mm-hmm. what's gonna happen. You know. You know whatever. And this was for sure one of those movies. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no real drama if John Cutter's going to save the day. Yeah. It's just kind of a matter of how is he going to. Exactly. Yeah. You know how it's going to end and you know, like, and I think the surprising parts of it was just cause like, you know, I know Wesley Snipes has like a black belt in, in karate and just like seeing his like hand-to-hand combat in this was like so much fun. Yeah. yeah the action that, is very good in this movie. The action is awesome in this movie. Yeah. And so um, before we dive in though, Becky, the, in the first few minutes of the movie, the dastardly villain, international terrorist, Charles mm-hmm. Rain launches a brazen escape or mission to get caught. Can, can you explain his logic and reasoning in the opening five minutes of this movie? He's getting plastic surgery. He asks what time it is. He slits the doctor's throat. The cops show up. He goes on the run and gets caught. What is Charles Rain's endgame in this sequence? With no... And, there are no right answers because no one has been able to figure this out over the course well, of covering I, this movie for four times. Like, I don't know. Like, okay. I, has anyone said who cares? Like, because that's a perfect answer. Okay. Yeah. That is actually the, that is the right answer there. there we, okay. we actually described, we actually found the right answer after mm-hmm. Patrick. That might be the subtitle to our show. Yes, the Academy Who cares? Like he's just like saying the craziest shit. He has this like weird thing, his weird affectations. It's just like, yep, he's the villain. Yeah. Do not care. Like, yeah, of course he's gonna mm-hmm. do something crazy like plastic surgery. Of course, there's gonna be people on the plane who like he... are his secret, you know, um, whatever. Um, I'm like, per- this is I don't care. I love I don't him. Care. Yeah. I love I think he's got a great team of goons. Oh, I mm-hmm. love his goons. Uh, his goons rule. Top yeah. to bottom, he's yeah. got good mm-hmm. goons. There's the little, there's the little guy goon. There's the nerd goon. He's got the super supermodel goon. Forge, <laughs> my favorite goon, French Canadian goon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because it's like, well, what, what? You don't know what's in it for them, like, and why they admire him. Like, yeah, I don't know. it's just like, are they getting money, or, or is this guy like a cult leader? Like, does he have a philosophy? Yeah, he doesn't. Like, like ra- it doesn't matter, but like, it is curious. <laughs> weird guys. Yeah. Yeah, he's not after. <laughs> He's he's a, he's a he's a joker like figure. Mm-hmm. He's a chaos agent. Yeah, as yeah. Charles Rain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. His dad didn't let him play with toys. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. so great. And again, like I'm just like, you know what? Yep, I see why you turned into this guy. Like you didn't play with toys. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't go too deep. I love. Mm-hmm. I also love. And we've brought this up on this movie before. Is like in modern movies because things have to be a little bit more. Um, complicated nuanced mm-hmm. you can't have a character go the, when the flight attendant looks at Wesley Snipes are you good at this and he just goes I'm the best without yeah. irony without, it's like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like you, there's no level of self-doubt yeah. nothing he mm-hmm. has to get over at all I guess yeah. he has to get over his wife but that isn't too hard he, he, for John yeah, Cutter no, it's just thrown in there like he needs like his like save the cat moment in the first 10 minutes he has it and then like who cares like he's just like never bet on black you know what I mean or like so, always bet on black what was always bet on black always bet on black yeah. okay yeah, yeah yeah and so it's just like 
this is great. This is just yeah. like the cherry on top of the Sunday that is this movie. <laughs> he like, yeah, he's like Lee Marvin in Point Blank. He's an unstoppable yes. force. Yeah. It rules. Mm-hmm. It's just it, like it's yeah. so good. Yeah, it's just um I really yeah, I'd like to see that another new movie where mm-hmm. there is no <laughs> do you have any John Cutter, do you have any trauma to overcome? Eh, not too much. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm really good. I'm a black yeah. belt. He's just like, I'm going to be, listen, I'm going to be resistant because whatever, because like I've done this before. It's yeah. like, I'm going to be resistant. I don't care why. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. care why. But you know, <laughs> when food push comes to shove, I'll kick everybody here's ass. It's exactly. Fine. Like yeah. I, you know, when I, I know I need, I'll, it's going to take me a while for me to step up, but when it happens, I'll, I'll mm. know what to do. And when the I, rest is fun. <laughs> when I'm going through baggage and I need to find a jacket to wear, am I going to find the coolest jacket possible to wear mm-hmm. for the rest of this? Yes, I'm going to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like... Don't worry guys. Like, don't worry. Like yeah. viewers, don't worry. Like I think Tom, that should be the tagline. Don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> Tom, Tom Sizemore, we've got it covered. Yeah. <laughs> You're freaking out too much, Tom. I it, one of this is Tom at his coked out best mm-hmm. too. In this one, he's really he's really flying at all cylinders. Yeah, um, him, but it's like him and. Uh, uh, officer uh the redneck Boobis. sheriff yeah i love i love boobus i love officer boobus or whatever mm-hmm. his name is he's deputy like, goober deputy mm-hmm. goober i love that man he's so great. <laughs> all the mean we get so many mean insults like i don't and, well like <laughs> yeah that's like the funniest part too is like wesley snipes is like yeah he gets caught up with these racist redneck sheriffs and you're like is this gonna be the thing that kind of stumps john cutter no he's just gonna make he's just gonna not take them seriously mm-hmm. not give them any credit and rip them to the and roast them to their faces yeah oh, and that was yeah. fucking great yeah, it's awesome like it was it's yeah. awesome um, oh I have a question. The the um when people were mistaking him for us, Arsenio Hall, was that like a thing at the time in '92 where it was like this joke, or was it just like just a joke in the movie? You know, because there's I okay, it wasn't meta or movie. anything. Okay, I think, well, maybe I don't know. I, I mean, I I I it's Arsenio is probably at his peak. Okay. At yeah, around that time with his show, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think there is something kind of funny that like older white lady mm-hmm. like loves our city her Hall. like only knowledge of any culture beyond her own was like oh i've heard of this guy who has a late night show that's up against carson on, yeah. on, on fox <laughs> you know it's like of course yeah because i thought like oh was there a thing at this time where like oh. people magazine had like a paparazzi photo of him and like called him arsenio hall and then it was like do you know what i mean and i was like oh is this like a meta thing because that, that would be pretty cool mm. but i suppose it's not <laughs> so <laughs> well, in- it wouldn't be cool at all like the reason that it's in there but so this movie came out in November of 92 and arguably the peak of the Arsenio Hall. So June of 92 was when Bill Clinton came on with his sunglasses to play saxophone Ooh, with the okay. band and showed cool guy what alert, cool year. guy alert. <laughs> what a year. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was, uh, that was, that would have gone viral if there was mm-hmm. anything viral in 1992. But um, yeah. Wow. That was wild. But you know, cooler than a- cooler than HW. HW wasn't doing that. Nope. <laughs> he was yeah, just busy. Yeah. he was busy plotting covert assassinations mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doing the real lord's work um he we yeah, hw would have taken out charles rain with just um with ease yeah. <laughs> oh and then he would have been shot by bill cops and sent to hell yeah yeah um <laughs> so one thing i learned about bruce payne recently patrick he oh, yeah? took oh he took over the warlock series 
for Julian Sands as the titular warlock he in is, that I, horror movie. He is a, yes, if you can't get Julian Sands, you get Bruce Payne. You get Bruce Payne. No, uh, that's kind of, uh, that's like a bummer. That's kind of like being like, because I feel like Julian Sands is like another, it's like if you can't get Alan Rickman, you get Julian Sands. Yeah. You're like, that's kind of like where how it's like if you can't get like Jonah Hill, you get Josh Gad, and if you can't get Josh Gad, you get Dan Fogler. Although yeah. I guess like, and then you then you don't cast anyone after yeah, that. Anyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The world's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, uh, we're gonna rewrite it. Uh, it's a it's a girl now. Yeah, <laughs> that part. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, you're. This is um, eighty four minute breeze. Oh yeah. Of a movie, yeah. and yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly, Becky. It's just like if you just want to like take your brain out, mm-hmm. have a nice time. For an hour and 20 minutes. Maybe maybe you've ordered a pizza. Yeah. And you're yeah. sitting there and having a slice of pizza and you kick your feet up on the on the coffee mm-hmm. table. Mm-hmm. And you're just hanging with Wesley Snipes. It's you know. right. It's it's like, yeah, it, it's kind of like, oh, I if you've seen Speed too many times, like this yeah. is a movie to watch. You know, <laughs> like I feel like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as speed hits its notes a little bit better. I think speed well, is sure. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. but yes, you're absolutely right. Like of the Die Hard on a dot 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 movies mm-hmm. of the nineties, uh, Passenger Fifty Seven Speed are like I'll two of the very best. I'll say that this yeah. is better than Die Hard Two. I will say I prefer watching this to Die Hard Two. Die Hard Two is a little hateful in an interesting way. Yeah. Um, so they use this a plot device to really spur Bruce Willis on to save the day. They crash a seven four seven from England with full of kids and women. like that kind of, yeah. like they just like oh it didn't work and you killed four hundred people. <laughs> oh no, Bruce, you're and, not a good, not a good cop, not a good yeah. Idea. And then it, but Die Hard three is really fun and underrated. Oh, Die Hard three is great. Yeah, that's the yeah. that's where the it comes back to form. I think Die Hard two is like of the of the main three is the weakest. Die Hard 2 is very enjoyable. Just I say that just as a Die Hard fan. Oh yeah, no, it's overall. Fine. But um sorry. I'm helping just a moment here. No, take your time. She was looking for our copy of Demon Knight to get signed by <laughs> Billy Zane. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh man, maybe you'll get John Caster there too. You know who's gonna be there? Ernest Dickerson's gonna be there too. Oh shit. That's which is even, which is actually which is he actually even frankly cool. <laughs> but um but yeah, I was like, oh, he's the coolest dude, Ernest Dickerson. He directed Bones as well with Snoop Talk. I definitely want to watch. I think he directed Surviving the Game, right? Oh, did he direct Surviving Surviving the Game? Yeah, I mean we're on an ice tea kick. Yeah, that's that's why I was like because I was like right after now. watching yeah, watching New Jack City, I was like, I want to watch more nice tea movies. And so I definitely I think I might do like a double feature of Yeah, he did. Cats. You, nice. Yeah, I was going to mention you need to watch Trespass if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it. Um, I don't know, Becky, have you seen Trespass? I have not. No. So it's a 90s action movie where two kings, Bill Paxton mm-hmm. and William Sadler, or Bill, mm-hmm. the two Bills, Bill Sadler, mm-hmm. are firemen who discover that there might be some treasure in this like burnt out building. Oh, great. So they go great. in to track it down. What they don't realize is that there's a big deal among gangs going on at the exact same time. The gangs, of course, led by the Ices, Ice T and Ice Cube. Oh, that's and our, awesome. And our two firefighters are caught in a gang war in this like decrepit building. <laughs> and um, as Paxton is like 
Paxton's the straight man in it, which is an unusual mm-hmm. position for him because Sadler's the one who gets greedy and is mm-hmm. like, we got to stay here. Mm-hmm. We got to find the treasure. And Paxton's like, we got a serious problem here. There's bad guys all about. Is it like, is it, is it a fun action movie or like? It's pretty fun. It's like, kinda, cause I yeah. watched that. What was that? It was on Netflix. It was like Ben Affleck and um, Charlie Hunnam. And, um, oh, triple. That's like more triple of a frontier. Mod- triple and frontier. I like, yeah. And I wanted it. I guess I was in a mood for it to be like fun. And then it was like kind of grisly and like a animal gets dies. And I don't uh, like that. And I so love, I'm like, um, I kind of need to like, kind of like wipe up. Like, like <laughs> I love Affleck in that movie. I thought he was great. He's, he's good. Yeah, I, think, I, I did like, I, it was a good movie, but I was like, oh, if I could watch something with that storyline, that's like, he's like fun. <laughs> you should always play dudes who did really well in high school or did something really, really great when they were like 21. Mm-hmm. And now they're like in their late forties, they wear khakis in the suburbs. Yeah. And they just hate themselves mm-hmm. with like a deep passion and they do something stupid because yeah. they hate themselves so much. They want to mm-hmm. reclaim. He is just built for that character. Yeah. I, he, he, he was pretty good. And like, like seeing him as a real estate agent for like the worst places, it's just yeah. like, you, like it just thinking about like trying to buy a house in LA, not that I am doing that, but from what I hear. Yeah, oh yeah. I can tell yeah. you about that. But the, oh, the other thing too, like I texted my friend when that movie opened, it's like the movie opens with a Metallica song mm-hmm. and Oscar Isaac in like a Apache helicopter wearing like camo gear and wraparound yeah. sunglasses. And I texted my friend, I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this movie. Like mm-hmm. I five minutes in, I'm like, yeah, I, this, they've made a movie that we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, I don't care where this movie goes. I'm already sold. You've yeah, got me I, already. I think that people are like that with any Oscar Isaac movie, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, Talking about a cool dude alert. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, speaking of cool dudes, Woody Harrelson, he is our supporting actor of this season that we're spotlighting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the Harrelson of the week yes. is this. Mm-hmm. And, we got a lot of good contenders this week, as usual. I mean, we've given out many to, we've seen Bruce Payne ruin them in the past. We've seen Bill Nunn win them in the past, but who are we going with this week? Patrick, who's your Harrelson of the week? Man, you know what? Um, I was going to, we've already awarded Icea Harrelson, right? I think we have. Yeah, we have. Okay, so you know what? I was going to give it because I love Dice T and New Jacks. And I might, maybe that's going to be like my all-time Harrelson. We'll find out. But uh, no. I think this week I'm going to like take my Harrelson and chop it into four pieces and give it give it to the goons in past oh. I'm giving it to Mark McCauley, Elizabeth Hurley, Michael Horse, and William Edwards Roberts as the, the galley goon, uh, Forget, the suave British goon, and the nerdy goon who falls off the uh, falls off the Ferris wheel. Yeah. Uh, I, so I think good. that There's so we, much falling off in both these movies. Yes. Really. I just forgot to bring that every up, yeah. movie team of henchmen. We need a attractive woman who can handle a machine gun. Mm-hmm. We need a nerd. Yes. Mm-hmm. We need a giant silent guy. Yes. I mean these are these are tropes that are just amazing. You yeah they work every single time. Yeah, it always works. It always feels good. And like, yeah, and these were just, yeah, I love these goons. They're fun goons. Yeah. Good call, Patrick. How about you, Becky? Who is your you hero? Know, it's so funny. Like I, I, cause I came in, I wanted to be the main villain in, uh, in, uh, passenger 57. What's his name again? Um, Bruce Payne is Bruce the actor. Payne. Like, honestly, like 
he he nailed it yeah. like I, I feel like he knew what type of movie he was in like and like so I'm sorry to have to copy you Patrick, oh, no, but like I did come into this being like he's gonna be my supporting actor <laughs> yeah he's he's awesome in this movie oh, yeah. he totally is and mm-hmm. I think you really nailed it there by saying he knows exactly what movie he's in we've run into that a few times this season where people get a little confused yeah Wesley Snipes is himself been a culprit of that a few times sure. about like what <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. what movie uh-huh. this is like mm-hmm. we go back all the way to the fan Patrick yeah. where everyone else oh, yeah. realized we are in a heightened coke fueled Tony <laughs> Scott movie where we should be playing crazy people mm-hmm. and Wesley played it very low-key and like he was in a serious drama with Robert De Niro even Robert De Niro was like no I'm playing crazy in this yeah. movie <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. well, I'm an unhinged freak <laughs> yeah and when everyone around you is behaving as an unhinged freak, I say lean in. Yes. Yeah. And, get freaky. You, yeah, get freaky. Understand yeah. the movie you're in, I think. And mm-hmm. everyone gets it in both these movies, I actually think. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to give it for New Jack City. I haven't spotlighted him yet. We talked a little bit about him earlier, Judd Nelson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Judd, it's your time. Yeah. It's your yeah. time, Judd. You came in. You knew what to. Do. You knew what you needed to do to play the um, the racist mook cop <laughs> on this on this squad. The forge is a uneasy but respectful bond with Ice T. <laughs> mm-hmm. It would have been so funny. These guys are so ready to kill people in New Jack City. Oh, the cops, sure. more so than anybody else, are like. Yeah utterly unhinged and well I, you know oh oh go ahead sorry no, i, got I know i just wish yeah. there was more scenes of mario van peoples carrying a baby bjorn oh yeah that was um, like my telling them guys you've got to calm down a little bit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah mark like what a beautiful touch giving him the baby i know that baby was cute yeah he's so good they're all so good mm-hmm. it's hard to say goodbye to one of these movies yeah this is what happens though when you get this deep into the into this tournament. The movies, yeah. for the most part, are pretty good. <laughs> unless, unless we have to watch the Iron Lady another time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we don't. Not this time around. Two fun to, two fun times. Two under two hours. I mean, mm-hmm. what an evening! But <sighs> we've taken on this responsibility. This is our burden, Patrick. Mm. You know, as Werner Herzog once described, the burden of dreams in getting that boat over the mountain in Fitzcarraldo. though this is our boat. Mm. This tournament is our mountain. Patrick, what do you think? Mm. Uh, Christ like on my cross, I sit. <laughs> mm, much like Christ, I sit on my cross. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Probably not say that. I like how, like how nonchalant you're there. That was like a very like Danny McBride on Righteous Gemstones fine reading that you just did. There. It's like, eh, much like Christ, I, I see it on my cross. <laughs> and deciding from my cross, um, hmm, you know what, Passenger 57, I love you. You're so much fun. Uh, always a good time. Uh, a movie that uh, would be fun to watch with like a group of friends at a party. Very silly, very fun, very breezy, but gotta give it to new jack new jack has everything it's like i think it's the maybe it's it's like this and uh and white men can't jump these are like the two dynamic performances i think the two like the two like 
the two performances Snipes gets to like, you know, with, with the exception of maybe the water dance, he could probably, but I don't even think he gets to like do as much in the water dance as he gets to do in New Jack. Like he plays like, New Jack's like a movie about a guy like losing his humanity. Like yeah. it's, it's great. And you get to see it like happen in real time. It rules. So uh, New Jack City, uh, I can't wait to see the, I hope, I think it's going to, I hope it makes it to the finals. We'll see. Uh, I'm about well, New Jack City. We'll see. We'll see indeed. Um, Passenger 57, I think, is like the everything you want out of Snipes in an action role. Because we've seen a lot of him in action roles where he's playing things a little too serious. This one, he's like having a good time. He gets to crack jokes. He's like, he's really kind of like fun and cocky the entire way through this. And he's so young. And it's just kind of, you get that feeling of it. Like, the kind of like bummer of like art, the art of wars or even the late blade movies is that he just feels like he's like lowering his like vocal cadence and he's not like yeah. the thing we've come to love about him is his like quirks and idiosyncrasies and kind of you know he was reading art of war on the plane did you yes know that? Okay. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <This> movie uh <laughs> subtle film yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he um I think he kind of like as those movies progressed, he was trying to take on kind of like the like serious tough guy mm-hmm. kind of role. And what we've learned about him through these movies, even into Tuang Fu, White Men Can't Jump, he's at his best when he gets to be a little flamboyant and have a little bit of fun. Yeah. In top of like we we buy you as an action man. We know you're a black belt. You're badass. You move like a damn dancer. You know, it's like <laughs> it's wonderful. Um he gets to do all of that and more, though, in New Jack City, because we forgot in the scene where they have the big shootout, he's like literally coming down upside down like Batman, slitting throats <laughs> and taking on costumes and so forth. He gets to do a lot of cool action stuff in New Jack City. He, he also gets to hold up a child in front of him as a um, oh, <laughs> as a polar bear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, truly evil sequence. Evil. What a great, oh. what a great <laughs> evil moment. Uh, it rules. Um, he's great as Nino Brown. It like it's it's one of his like i mean both of these actually are kind of his mount rushmore mm-hmm. characters i think but nino brown just gets a little bit more he gets to run the gamut nino brown is like very like you know john cutter even by name is a little cookie cutter mm-hmm. whereas nino brown is like a full-fledged dynamic iconic character i love you passenger 57 I'm gonna buy you on Blu-ray to have to my add to my collection because it is a fun, it's a damn fun movie. But already in my Blu-ray collection, New Jack City. New Jack City's moving on. Mm-hmm. Becky. Well, guys, it looks like you're watching New Jack City again. Um, like, so the thesis of this is best performance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I feel like I, I feel like that was his best performance, yeah. even though like I knew I Passenger 57 is like so iconic and I get that. But like, I just felt like this was just very dynamic. He brought it all. You could tell that he like, he like, like there's the, the amount of like effort that he put into like totally like, just like fully realizing this character was just like, I've never seen anything like it. And um, yeah, so that's my vote. Three for three for New Jack City, uh, absolute juggernaut, joins white men can't jump in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, things have gotten weird in the past. 
on this show with some of our finalists, Patrick. I go back to the Meryl Streep season. Yeah. With, with was it Florence Foster Jenkins. Which is amazing yeah. to me. I still yeah. think about that. I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. Like, like, how on earth did that happen? Yeah. The, the Pacino season dog dancer for made a hell of a lot more sense yeah and then um but this i think is the closest we've come to like as a collective getting this pretty right yeah a hundred like these are i think the two um if like the two iconic i mean i guess you could throw blade in there but if we're talking like but if we're talking like legitimate like two films that demonstrate uh Snipes' depth and range as an actor, like these are the ones. I gotta say, as a leading man, too, these are my two favorite movies that we've yeah. watched. Oh, 100%. Same here. And they're like the ones that I can watch over and over again and not like shit watching. I wrote like 45 notes about New Jack City this watch around. <laughs> like, I'm still like writing crazy notes, like so many notes about this movie as I watch it. I learn something new every time. It's just, it's a fun, it's a fun film to watch. And like, it's fun to find all these little idiosyncratic choices mario makes and snipes it's makes. a real it's a real piece of art yeah in addition to being super duper entertaining mm-hmm. so that's it folks two weeks from now Boy. hopefully knowing knowing the academy academy scheduling two weeks from now could be four weeks from now we're talking about we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel for snipes movies to get in these odds and ends. we have watched almost all of them this is the first actor we've nearly completed um, but um exciting can't wait i don't know i honestly this is the first matchup i don't know who's i don't know who's winning this thing and i'm excited to figure out who us and our guests and so forth decide upon but folks we got before we close out this week we got a game this is a patrick grammy on special this week no letterbox game don't no, worry. Letter, no letterbox game to destroy our souls as, as of last week which left us questioning the entire show <laughs> yeah. What we've got this week is this very simple game. Murder at 1700. What? Wesley Snipes has been in a lot of movies. Some of them have gotten sequels. Not all of them have gotten sequels, though. No, no, no. What Wesley Snipes movie would you like to see a sequel for? And you know, give us give us the elevator pitch on what happens in that. Maybe some co-stars too. Who knows? Patrick, do you want to go first? Oh, man. Uh, let's see. You know what? Uh, as much fun as it would be to say two Jack City, just you know, <laughs> two right there. You can it's right there. Yeah. It's right there. You can't just leave that on the ground. Uh, <laughs> I want... Um, hmm. God, this is going to sound awful. Snipes doesn't die at the end of Undisputed, right? No. No, he's in he prison lives. for life. He's in prison for life. Okay, good. Yeah. So undisputed. 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 Sequel to Undisputed. And it's just about him. It's a movie that's just a very zen film. It's like the uh, director you like that like made that movie about giving a guy a back massage. Uh, oh, yeah. Simon Lung's movie. Yeah. Simon Lung. It's like a yeah. Simon Lung. It's like a, it's, yeah. like a, it's like a Simon Lung style film where you're just watching the whole movie. So if you haven't seen Undisputed Becky, the movie is just like it's a weird boxing movie, but 
in a lot of these movies, Snipes' character has a quirk. So, like, mm-hmm. in Murder in 1600, he's a Civil War fanatic for some reason. <laughs> Super uh-huh. crazy. Truly it's insane. A, yeah, uh, nuts. <laughs> Truly yeah. nuts. He, like, yeah, he has, like, a million little Civil War figurines in his house. It's wild. And then, um, but in Undisputed, his, like, little quirk is, like, he loves making, like, popsicle stick, uh, like, uh, or it's, like, either toothpick or popsicle stick um, arts, I guess, or sculptures. And so, like, he did one of like the Eiffel Tower. He did one of like a pagoda. And so I want the movie just to be in like a two and a half hour long, real time. You're just watching Wesley Snipes make uh, Mount Rushmore out of toothpicks. And okay. occasionally like Rat Bag will come in and like give him some food and be like, hey, you get a box this week? And- oh, I, co- I totally forgot Fisher Stevens in that. Yeah, Ray Fisher Stevens playing a character named Ratbag. Just who's kind of he's doing like an Eminem impersonation. It's really um, spectacular. It is wonderful. (laughs) You want to you want to see Fisher Stevens play an Eminem type character? Only in Undisputed. Only in Undisputed. One of a kind (laughs) opportunity. So like we watched some wild movies this season. Oh, for sure. The classiness of Meryl Streep is just over. Oh yeah, no, we're in we're in the drop zone, baby. We're uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're flying off that plane and watching George. Uh, George we're watching uh, Gary uh, Busey fly into a truck. Um, but um, yeah, undisputed. And it's just like a siming. Uh, God, can you say that one more time? Siming long. And I don't know if I'm saying it right. I'm sorry. We're, sorry. Sorry if we're saying it. And it's just that, that's that's Ma- master art filmmaker siming long. We, we apologize and for just, he's possibly your, mispronouncing your name. No worries. He's You're listening, your, of course. Oh, yeah. He's our number one fan. Uh, yeah. He's the one guy from Taiwan that listens to us. Yep. Uh, 100%. Um, um, but uh, yeah, he, he's directing and it's just, yeah, slow cinema. He's making this, making a popsicle rush more. That's it. Okay. Undisputed. So um, we all know the hottest thing in movies right now. Metaverses. Multiverses. Get, you know, all these verses out I love, there. I love seeing something and being like, I know the I know the thing, but also like, what about time? What about alternate worlds? What about like, man, are we in just in some sort of weird loop here? Oh yeah, like, oh, this is like a universe where everyone has uh, cheeseburgers for noses. What the hell? Yeah, but 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 that doesn't seem real. I gotta get back to real life. What better movie to introduce one of these new verses to than the sequel to Mo Better Blues, Two Better Blues? Mo Better Twos. Mo Better Twos if you will it depends on yeah because this is a verse so we can do whatever title we want the title changes depending on so so do you remember at the top of the original of the film patrick we meet denzel washington as a kid and he's learning the trumpet he wants to go out and play and at the end of the movie his son is outside and he wants to go out and play yes what if though denzel washington realizes that that is some sort of time loop that he can dive into and get his sax his trumpet career back on track and his lip was never shattered in that fight with spike lee so he goes in but crazy stuff happens because he goes back in wait a second i'm playing i I, i'm i'm now i'm now in a classical combo music has changed i used to play jazz Ah. and you know and there's martial arts of course because all of these have to have that and um professor x shows up <laughs> hello boy yeah he's like he's like i love your music i love your music 
but I, 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 in my earlier days, I played keyboards. Do you want to jam? And that's why it's like, get the hell out of here, wheels. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge fan of yes. I'm just trying to get back to the blues. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, yeah, so it's all sorts of crazy. You know, it's just wild. It's just the craziest stuff. I mean, can you believe this could be in a movie? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's everything, everywhere, all at once, the blues styled movie. And I think, you know, it's it's going to, you know, and you remember he had that part where they had that sex scene where he's sleeping with both of his girlfriends oh, and he confuses yeah. them, mm, ripe, ripe for a weird multiverse sequence of his him reckoning with his um manhood and his yeah. womanizing and that Wait, kind of uh, thing uh, uh, i love i love you professor x i mean stacy not professor x not yeah it's, yeah it's <laughs> like oh my god it's i love you jim from the office no i mean my girlfriend yeah no i mean dwight i mean dwight dwight no from yeah, another cause... world we're in the office Dwight and Jimmy Roberts. Yeah, and oh my God, there's just so and he ends up in like Hard Day's Night, running with the Beatles. Oh, and you're good. just like, what the heck? I don't, I don't even play these. These guys are goofballs. Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, like in the stop making sense, he has a giant suit that's too big for his yeah. body. Oh yeah, he's like traveling through. Mu- he's in the last. Oh, we lost. We lost. Sorry, oh. you were so excited. Sorry. You, you muted. Yourself. I know. I was. I, I'm remembering. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I'm remembering um, all the music documentaries. He's in I'm Trying to Break Your Heart, uh, yes. the making of the Wilco's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot album. Yeah. It's a little more a little more downbeat. Oh, he, that he, one. He, he's, uh, he's at the last waltz, but because he's changed time so much, they're actually like a band that does waltzes. But they're a band that does waltzes, but they're also babies. It's not the end of their run. No. They're their their children little the band babies so the that's band good... babies yeah <laughs> it, it is wild yeah and the kids are gonna love it yeah all the mo better blues fans out there mm-hmm. are gonna be mo, like, mo better blues the only person who's gonna hate it because they were not invited back to direct it is spike lee spike lee's gonna hate the damn movie yeah 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 a real slap in the face and frankly spike you're probably right <laughs> so that's my sequel becky what do you got i want to reiterate my pit my pitch from uh all the characters from passenger 57 um have a reunion <laughs> yeah. a year later and it's like sideways style <laughs> wine tasting <laughs> road trip uh, like ernie and tom and yeah okay yeah i got yeah and so wesley is now engaged to marty Mm-hmm. flight attendant this is his bachelor party oh yes, yes. that is such a good idea yeah. oh my god yes 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 okay we're right in this movie guys yeah i think i yeah we'll get everybody back at one point the, the 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 police officer angrily chases uh tom sizemore and wesley snipes in the nude yeah <laughs> it is not great no they they realize a few things about themselves. Mm-hmm. Sizemore is like, I got a real problem with cocaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe doing cocaine all the time is not good. Yeah. I'm like trying to land planes here. I'm an yeah. airplane guy. Oh, man. I like all those ideas. As usual, um, we are just... Netflix. 
Apple, I know Netflix has given up on O'Tour passion projects, no more Irishmans. Mm-hmm. But can we talk to you about Passenger 58? Come on. Tubi, come Tubi, on. Come Tubi, come on. Yeah. This is hot tent. <laughs> and make it for the same budget. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't 80, care. 80, like, 84 yeah. minutes? We're not yeah. going to try. We're not going to no make a four-hour movie here. Yeah, <laughs> don't, you don't need to put a lot of work. Well, who am I to say? But he, It's going to have, could, it's gonna, yeah. for one day, everyone who saw Passenger 57, it's going to be like, that's fucking crazy that they made a sideways style movie. Yeah. With, this is a sequel to Passenger I'm going to watch it. It'll just kind of disappear into the, yeah. into the annals of Netflix, and that'll be that. Yeah, people will be like, "What is this movie? It's a cult classic." Yeah, it's, it'll be great. Yeah, but we'll do it, it all sincere. We're oh gonna, my god! Of we're course, we're gonna go it's... back. We're gonna watch rewatch all of Alexander Payne's movies to get yeah. those get the beats and the style mm-hmm. right. <laughs> totally. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's just like I just want to like see them just like reminiscing of like, "Hey, remember that time that a... I didn't talk to reporters?" Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> that was a admittedly like a crazy day, right? One crazy day. Yeah. That was, that was, I mean, like, if you think if you really think about it, guys, mm-hmm. that was a crazy day. Yeah. <laughs> Like, more man, hey, remember when uh da, 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 when you said da, 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 like i just want to see that just so, did, so did you just like were you just like holding in that always been on black thing it's like yeah that's cool because that was really cool yeah was or really was cool. it like or was it like at the moment you just yeah this brilliant thing. you're just like, like feeling yeah. it it's like yeah, yeah. like i want to know that <laughs> yeah it's mm-hmm. like john cutter be like just feeling it made it that would be amazing yeah yeah, yeah. The Arsenio Hall ladies even there, like they've made up, they're close now. Oh my god, yeah. And she'll be like, I learned the error of my ways. Like maybe like they like it's like they stop at like, I don't know, like uh McDonald's and they see her like, you know, working the cash register. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's, it's just like, whoa, no way. Like oh that would be god. so I remember this lady for the first yeah. one. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that that's all absolutely spot on. So mm-hmm. Becky again, wonderful having you on the show oh my god always a terrific time thank you so much (laughs) this was a really really fun one do you have anything you'd like to plug yeah this comes out this uh this comes out this uh oh perfect okay so one is my podcast too stupid to live where i review romance novels five dollars and under (laughs) and then also um this month in june i'm doing my solo show at the hollywood fringe festival um called tight sexy stories about pelvic pain um and is also streaming so for those of you who are not uh la based or you know you don't want to fly in just to see me um which i get um you can watch it from the comfort of your own home awesome yeah that's so cool congratulations thank you thank you that is awesome wow so patrick we've made it yep we are (laughs) we, we, we may survive snipes if one of us um We'll, we'll tell each other off air what our vote is if we don't live, survive the next two weeks. I will say I, I am, you lost ten pounds. That's true, and I'm currently miss. I am I am a little nervous. I am currently missing my ring that protects me from bullets and spiders. So oh. if yeah. Uh, yeah, you gotta be careful. No brown recluses yeah. for either of us. Mm-hmm. Don't leave the house at all. Never. The next two two weeks, we will we if we promise you that we are in full quarantine. Not for any other reason other than to finish this program to finish this program once and for all oh my goodness very fun episode this week so for becky and patrick i'm don thank you so much for joining us this week bye